Intimacy is the capacity to be rather weird with someone, and finding that that's okay with them. Alain de Baton Bending Not Breaking The Dragon Prince Edition Reflections Crackle Drink Welcome back to another episode of Bending Not Breaking. This is another mini episode with Guess Who. You know your friends. They're your friends by now, right? Chris and Devin are back to talk about intimacy today because that's the lens we're reading Crackle Drake through. And Crackle Drake is our story we're focusing on. So welcome back, both of you. I want to go straight in and ask, what is intimacy to both of you? I'm curious. This is a big question. We like to go big first and then we get fun. But let's start big. Oh my gosh. Intimacy is like my, it's like my whole vibe when it comes to what, what a relationship to me, the relationships that I have need to have some level of intimacy where intimacy, I define it as a a vulnerability mixed with trust. It's not about anything that you do with somebody. It's, it can be sitting next to each other uh, in silence and you know their favorite fruit and you hand it to them. Um, you don't need to ask, you don't need to explain, you already know this because you've established intimacy. You just, you know they're hungry, you know what they like, you give it to them, that's intimacy. Interesting choice of phrase for this short story. <laughs> How about that? I do like food, but um, it's a great metaphor. But that encapsulates the the concept of intimacy where you you aren't lying, you aren't holding anything back. You aren't afraid. You trust somebody with little parts of yourself that in the wrong hands could hurt you, but you trust this person not to, or you maybe you're, you're wanting to establish intimacy. And so you, you kind of maybe about it, but you take that leap, you reach out, you open your hand and you show them what you're holding. Um, and it's, you know, your beating heart. It's, it's a, a show of vulnerability with, the hope or or expectation, if you're lucky, that um, that will be tenderly cared for when you um, get a response from the person, and hopefully hopefully you a get a response, and b it's the one that you want. Um, and when somebody reaches out to you, uh, the other side of that is you're looking at that like this person is trying to trust me. This is this is how often does that happen? That, and hopefully it happens a lot, really. I mean, on an individual everyday life, like your kids, your coworkers, they they trust you with little details, the things that make them laugh, the things that squick them and like, oh God, just please don't don't mention that topic or or this food actually, I can't handle the smell. These little things, the way that we respect them about people as individuals. Um, I have big thoughts about uh categorizing people as a whole lump you know by one word and deciding that all the people that that word applies to are exactly the same that's the opposite of intimacy to me Uh, intimacy is one person at a time it's the person that's right in front of you and it's the person that you're establishing more and a deeper trust with and being vulnerable with with the hope and expectation that that this will continue but at least in this moment you have this moment, even if alliances change, etc. It could be a complete stranger. 
you know, if you stop and you have this little moment where you connect with them, that's intimacy. And, and I really don't, there. yeah, yeah, I really don't define that any differently than that. It doesn't matter. You can add anything to that, but that's the core of it for me. Okay. So I have thoughts, but before I insert my thoughts, I would love to hear Devin, if you want to add or detract or modify anything around your kind I mean, of concept of that. I don't want to. I really don't because that was all very perfect and well said. But my husband in the middle of that just brought me some coffee. So it's kind of like really well timed. Like, oh. um, it's also our anniversary today, by the way. Yay. Oh, congratulations. Happy, Happy anniversary. Um, so um, I, I think my, my answer is is the same. Um, so I don't want to take up more airspace, like reiterating. Um, but I, I've jotted down basically comfort and trust and safety. It's taking care of someone and being cared for in return. It's it's just that base, like, like I, I love your example of bringing someone a food they like. It's just like, I know that this is something they like and I didn't ask and they didn't ask, but like, I know this will make them happy and make them feel, you know, comforted and, and safe and cared for. And there, there's like, learning about someone is a beautiful process of discovering ways to be intimate with them. Um, and I, I really like becoming close enough to someone that I know that, you, you know, you can do little things for them and, and it will be reciprocated and appreciated. And I, I just love it. I, I, humans are beautiful and so, so kind to each other. Yeah, I, I'm hearing two things that I, I have questions about when it comes to intimacy then. The first is, can one be, is relationality required? So the, can one be intimate with, with yourself or, um, and I like, I'm, and I'm just curious about that is, does there have to be an other for you to be intimate with, or is there an intimacy that one can, um, engage with within themselves? Um, and I, I don't know that this, that's a big question. So I, like, <laughs> I'm going to let you think while I ex- elaborate a little bit on that, but I'm wondering also, and I guess this is inherently relational too, when you think about it from a spirituality standpoint, like being intimate with, uh, the sacredness that is around us. Um, and if I were to phrase that in the language you provided, which is this, this vulnerability, right. Um, the sacred, the divine potentially offering us a gift of the breeze. And I didn't know I needed that, but wow, am I grateful for it. And that feels, if you are in relationship with whatever is divine to you, whether that be God, whether that be nature, whether that be whatever it may be, I'm wondering if there, it it feels like that's uh, inherently relational, but I'm also wondering if there's some also that's personal, where it's possible to be personally intimate with yourself. And so I'm just, I'm curious, what, does that resonate with you all? Or is that totally off my rocker? Oh, yeah, I think, I think there's, I, I, it's funny, as you said, I was like, oh, I've never really thought about that as like, intimacy, but I guess my brain was in the space of like, you know, in Crackle Drake, it's Janana Maya. So it's very like, relational person to person intimacy but I think about like the moments where I'm alone in nature and I don't get to do that often because I live in friggin LA but (laughs) occasionally let my husband drag me camping and I remember recently we went to a place with a little creek and I just like went down by myself and sat by the creek and I wrote and it felt very like sequestered and quiet and I was watching these little tadpoles like fight each other (laughs) there's something weird (laughs) and intimate about like me just watching this like thing that nature was allowing me to perceive that you know otherwise would go unobserved um so I don't know that that's for some reason that's what sprung to mind when you talked about like receiving the breeze and I was just like I was alone but also not alone and thinking about 
the space around me in, I think, a more intimate way than I typically do. Um, I don't really walk through Redondo Beach anymore thinking intimately about it. Maybe I should. Yeah, um, I mean, it is- See, the other point- uh, Go ahead, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I was gonna go on to the other, the, the self thing, so go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna comment there that it feels like um, one of the things that's required is awareness right, in, in order to, to have that happen, is uh, someone can bring me a gift, and it's something that I'm like, oh, I'm really grateful for that, but if I'm just like, cool, thanks, and I don't like take a moment to just appreciate it, and be like, wow, I'm grateful, like, wow, they, I feel seen, if you, ha if, if it's absent that step, it feels like the intimacy isn't really there, um, and so I, I wonder, it seems like intimacy requires uh, attention, uh, attuneness, maybe, as well, I'm just, kind of breaking down intimacy you know we're getting to the heart of it <laughs> Maybe like in the in the earliest stages of becoming you know intimate with someone and I think the story kind of hinges on that there is these sort of little breaches of expectation and reaching further than you know like handing someone their sandwich at the grocery store that they ordered or bought is different than someone bringing you one uh, I'm using the sandwich metaphor, by the way, suddenly because I was thinking about of TikTok where there's a guy who brings sandwich a sandwich to his friend, and it's like a parody of intimacy. It's like making, <laughs> and because the guy just starts crying and he's just like, "You made this for me, bro," and he's like, "Yeah, bro, I love you." And it's just it's very funny, but it's like it, it actually is sort of like highlighting a, a moment of intimacy. <laughs> that's that's come to mind now suddenly. So, oh, Amber's barking. Um, yeah, there's a I think there's. There's an acknowledgement of, of someone going further than the sort of like base interaction um, that 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 you're having with them, um, yeah. if that makes sense. Oh, what do you need? I'm sorry, I'm gonna mute for dog. No worries. Chris, does that anything in there kind of resonate with you also? Absolutely. Um, I think my take on that is uh, centered around that moment that you said where you're, where there's something more than just, oh, this is just the action. There's intent here. And I think the, um, then there has to be intent for it to be an intimate thing um, on both sides. You have to mean something specific for the person you're dealing with. And that person can be yourself. I think it can. If you love and trust yourself and you want to care for yourself and you want to sit with yourself and, and tell yourself the kind of things that you would tell to another person, um, then I think that does count as a level of intimacy where you're you're getting to be you're you're getting to acknowledge your own vulnerabilities and then care for them. I mean, that's, that's so self-care. Hard too. I, I think about it, the, it is. Yeah, but it's so necessary because yeah. to me, we are all equal. Everybody, every human, is the same. It doesn't matter what you've done, what you haven't done, what you forgot to do, what you did on purpose and then regret it. None of that matters, not to me. You're all, we are all, I'm a person too. So when I think of how much like humans are great and because they are, I love just humanity's amazing. Mm -hmm. I have to include myself. I have to, I, it feels wrong not to, even though there are lots of times when I feel like I'm personally outside society, mm -hmm. you know, a certain mainstream chunks of it anyway. When it comes to the concept of humanity, I'm very human. I make the same mistakes. I have the same joys. Um, and so I have to acknowledge that on on that sort of intimate spiritual level. Like, if I think other people deserve these considerations, then I have to give them to myself, too. Yeah. I deserve this. 
there's the I, I said two things originally and I'm running I'm like this is turning into a longer episode already so I'm gonna have to just mention it and then we'll have to move on because there's still other questions but the other thing that I, I thought of when you were talking about that initial concept of intimacy was there's a book by Ori and Ron Brothman called Click and it's a really simple book it's super short but it's about the five things that make people click and one of them is vulnerability, right? And so the level of vulnerability and what I love that they do is they break it into like a spectrum of vulnerability and they give you kind of like five stages along that spectrum. And of course there's way more nuance than five stages. And yet the first two stages are stages that do not require a lot of vulnerability. And so what they argue is that you don't start really building relationship and really connecting until you get to level three which is fascinating. Um, so if you want more information, maybe we can talk about this at another time. But uh, if you want more info on that, I just I suggest checking out Click. It's a really quick, easy read. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I've done a few trainings on it. It's really fun to talk about the spectrum of vulnerability. I included a lot of other things. Anyway, <laughs> other than that, we're talking about intimacy in this story in particular. And so I'm going to pull out a quote here that I want us to reflect on. One of the quotes from the story is, the Crackle Drake is for family, friends, and former prisoners who have become friends. And so my question to both of you is, based off of this story, based off of your experience, is who in your life would you share a Crackle Drake with? Honestly, I would share it with anyone. I love Ooh. trying to connect with people. It would be, it would be, uh, if you're talking about five levels of, of vulnerability, I think I would just put this at the the lightest level for me, honestly. It would be one of the first things I'd be like, oh, that sounds cool. Let's do it. You and me, let's go. I, it's weird because I don't really have a lot of friends, but I love connecting with people. <laughs> um, and like we were talking about ritual earlier. Yeah. Um, this is a sort of, ritual where either uh, we both know this one and so we both know the steps but we haven't done them with each other or I would get the chance to teach somebody like Janai does in the story like this is how it goes here's the story here's the background here's our part in it let's do this together both of those are fun to me um, so I, I would I would do this with anybody it sounds great it sounds fun I love it I love the openness I love it Devin what about you I think my sisters, because I could, you know, there's there's something about sibling relationships to me, and I'm the oldest of three three sisters. I have a Ooh. middle sister and a, you know, a ten years younger than me sister, um, and they're all adults now. We're all grown up, and I think this would be something that, you know, we could sort of simultaneously bond over and also make fun of each other for every time we like slightly burned ourselves. Um, yeah. Sibling relationships are inherently a little bit antagonistic often, and I think this is a, a funny outlet for that um yeah i know my middle sister would win i think if, if you're listening dana i think you would rule at this and the rest of us would suffer <laughs> oh man okay so I, I i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you my impression before having this conversation and now my impression after so my impression of this this uh in a way ritual right of sharing a crackle drake with someone felt like it was um a protected ritual perhaps or one that was, again, like this, um, it seemed like almost there, like there was a barrier. Like for me to do this with you is like a big deal. And I wonder if that's true for Janai versus if it feels very different for, for you and uh, for both of you. And so I'm, I'm curious, um, is this something that in Sunfire Elf culture, 
is this something that is um, held close to the to the chest and only shared with like those people that you've already built up some intimacy with? Or is this something that it depends on the elf? Some elves will be like, yeah, all friends. Or is this like also like um, only only with a few, only with the one, right? And so I'm, I'm curious how protected this might be in Sunfire Elf culture. And I don't know if you can answer that, but I'm just, I'm, I'm curious. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember the, and I apologize. Sometimes I'm like, well, which version did we actually end up with? <laughs> it went through a couple iterations. Um, but I believe in the final version, it's a story about someone who rescued all the food from the fire to bring home to their family. And so I think like part of the cultural significance of it, do I have that right, by the way, Chris? Um, Ish, she rescued the, she was traveling with her family to the city already and they, she rescued the food so they could eat before they got to the city. Okay. Something um, like that. I know we changed yeah. it a couple of times. I think yeah, like, it, did, me, it bounced around a bit. The important nugget is that I think it's, it's like slightly more intimate for Sunfire Elves just because of the origin of the story is someone trying to provide for people close to them. Yeah. Um, in the midst of tragedy, in, by the way. In the midst of like challenge and tragedy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a metaphor. That would be my take. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a little bit more intimate for Sunfire Elves and, and sharing it with Amaya is a little bit of a an, an intimate gesture. It as, feels as like it would. for sure. <laughs> because it is sharing like, She's a human. She's outside the culture. She's teaching yeah. her about the story, and in doing so, she's sort of inviting her to be a part of it. Yeah, I think that that means a lot for her. Um, that's not to say that some Sunfire Elves might just be like, "Hey, it's a party tonight." It's, it's, it's you know, Kazi at their university or whatever <laughs> at Sunfire U um, doesn't <laughs> attend a party, and you know, someone just lights some some fruit on fire and do crackle drink. I think like it it probably has layers for for certain people and certain contexts but in in this context i think janai was consciously saying here's what this story is about here's what it means to me and here's why it, subtly here's why it's important that i'm sharing it with you i'm asking you by doing this gesture to become closer to me all right y'all i that is our listener question for this episode is if you were attending sunfire U, uh what classes would you be taking what are the classes you would be taking at Sunfire U? Please tweet at us at BNB underscore pod. We'd love to hear your answers. Chris and Devin will be following closely, I'm sure. So uh, we'd love to hear the classes, class ideas. Uh, Nate, tell us your professor's name. We want to hear all about your story. Um, when are you expected to graduate? I just, I want to hear it all. So remember, you can find us at BNB underscore pod to, to tweet at us or DM us on Instagram, find us on Facebook, all the things. Okay, my next question is, we don't have Crackle Drakes. Uh, in in our reality, unfortunately, at least we haven't discovered them yet. So my question for us is, since we don't have those, is there a fruit that you would prefer to light on fire in a salad bowl? And if you could light any of those fruits on fire with some of that, you know, lovely, just light it up. What what fruit are you choosing? What what are you going to light up uh, to eat? Super quick. I don't want to take up more time, but Chris, this whole story was was Chris's pitch, um, and. I don't know if you want to talk about it, Chris, but Crackle Drake does actually exist in reality. It was inspired by something. So what was that? Uh, Snapdragon is the Earth <laughs> the Earth version. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a holiday tradition from, I believe, Victorian England or Victorian times um, where families would do this in the in the winter get the whole family like like it was a little unsafe. They'd have little kids participating. This is here, here. not recommended. Uh, <laughs> To, to just, you know, don't do this unsupervised, guys. Um, but yeah, it actually exists. And I was fascinated by, there's there's like 
woodblock art of it. Um, you know, there's there's art that people have drawn long ago to show that this was such a tradition that they had, so you know, cool. 15, 20 people around a little table and the fire was up lighting their faces and they were all together in the dark doing things with food and family. And I'm just like, that's amazing. I love this. Wow. So that's I kind amazing. of took that nugget of, of specialness from it and uh, turned it into Crackle Drake and made it, made it a Sunfire um, tradition and, and I think uh, Janai would have lots of levels to that, that she was deliberately choosing to invite Amaya into because she's royalty. Um, you know, it's probably a little different for for her because of her station and who she is than mm -hmm. for, you know, the, the Sunfire Elves at Sunfire U, you know, probably have yeah. a, a necessarily <laughs> different take on the tradition. But um, but yeah, it does actually come from reality. Wow. Okay, well, that completely changes my question to, oh. since we don't have ready access to Snapdragon, what fruit would you light on fire? Mandarin oranges, actually. I think that would be good. Mandarin, okay. A little slight, like take them like one little wedge at a time and just yeah. throw it in there. I think something sweet would be good with the fire because it would kind of do that caramelization thing. Ah, we like it. Smart, smart. I was going to say apples because I like when apples get a little bit like warm and smushy. Mm. Oh, it's like a pie without the crust, a, a tart a without bit. the crust. Maybe, Yum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apple flambe. All right. Nice. Well, is there anything else? That was a really cool nugget of information about this this origin of the story. But I'm, I'm curious, are there, is there other important information we want to learn about this this story before we move on to gratitude? Oh, I think if, if I hadn't before, I would have wanted Chris to say, what's it actually from here? So whoops, I jumped the gun. But yeah, it's a real game. Don't play it, though, I think, uh, without serious oh, considerations the, the for safety. Oh, the art, though. The art, remember? Um, oh, that's, yes, the funny little story about, um, I showed Chris the work in progress of the art, and she had a very important safety note. So. Um, <laughs> yeah, the there was there was one iteration of the, the actual food on fire that had... Um, uh, too much fire it was an unsafe setup and i was like no ah. a deep bowl so it was like full uh. of burning brandy i think would be very bad i was safety. i was just i was just concerned that people like you who didn't know that this was a real thing yeah. might might jump in and and get hurt so i was like can we can we please draw it more and like this like this and this and this uh -huh. <laughs> um so it's because it's really not a lot of of liquid uh, it's not supposed to be a lot of liquid when yeah. it's on fire. That's um, so. Yeah, I had a little, a little safety heart attack. There. A little, just a little concern for all the people that might take things a little. This is so. this is a a grown up tradition um, for safety reasons. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, I'm gonna just invite us into gratitude now, which we know we all love gratitude, and so I'm gonna narrow our focus for gratitude today into who is someone in the Dragon Prince universe that has taught you something about love or taught you something about intimacy. And it can be from this story or from, from without. So who is someone that you're grateful for? And with that question in mind. Um, I would say Amaya in mm. this case. She, the things that she does are, are so powerful because she's been through a lot. She has a, a very angsty uh, history to the things that she has seen and suffered and been through. And yet she is still, uh, the, the Sunforge has declared her, or not the Sunforge, the, the magic sun staff has declared her pure of heart, you know, after everything she's been through. And she 
she she doesn't take things lying down. Uh, she gets in there and she fights, but she fights with her shield as much as anything else. She defends people who need defending. She's like, I'm strong enough to stand in the way. And so guess what? I'm gonna. And she just plants herself there and she takes the hits and, and they hit hard and she just gets right back up. And I'm just like, this woman, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, the things that she is willing to continue to take on for the people that she loves. Yeah. It, just, it blows me away. I love her so much. It reminds me of the uh, Bell Hooks definition of love of like you have one must in order to put love into action it requires that we take accountability right to uh, assume that love is a verb rather than a noun means that we can take accountability for it right we can be held accountable to it and it seems like amaya is really putting this into verb based off of your description there of i'm going to put love into practice she's Uh, very actiony yes i love it Devin, how about you this one's so hard for me i i have like I think like I could take literally any character and, and I think this is different, you know, from my perspective as, you know, having written on the show, uh, there's a lot of like aspects of love, both good and bad. Um, and I think like every single character that I, I struggle to really uh, pick one uh, and, and I eliminate maybe too much about them. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think this is a cheat answer because I gave it before on the Pride episode, but um, Renan and Athari, because I think there's something very nice about the way Renan experiences intimacy on such a very focused, like, these are the people I care about. These are the people who I open up to. Like, like he's very not an intimate person otherwise. Um, and so I think I, I really like what I was able to do with that character and what the team was able to do with that character in terms of just like the, the facets of him and, and who you see him as depending on who he's around. Um, and again, again, I know I gave this answer better probably in the other episode. So go, go check that out. Uh, I, this is a cop out. I'm sorry. I can't. The perfect <laughs> plug for everyone to go back to old episodes. Please. Nice. We had several Pride episodes that we released with a lot of really fun people, including Rena, uh, the voice of Janai, and also Soren, which we're going to talk about next mini episode with Jesse. So uh, I highly recommend checking those out. Our Pride episodes were released in June, if you're curious. Um, okay, everyone. This is been a phenomenal mini episode of Bending Not Breaking. We have uh, a couple more coming your way or maybe at least one more coming your way. We'll see. Anyway, until next time, be well and do 